morning, buddy. Morning. Praise the Lord. All right. All right. Got a long way to go in a short time to get there. Let's pray. I hope everybody has any handouts. Okay, let's pray. Spirit of living God, let your rain drop from heaven for fresh upon your people. Spirit of living God, let your rain drop from heaven for fresh upon your word. Spirit of living God, let your rain drop from heaven for revive your servant this morning. Lord, let me decrease, you have to your spirit and increase. I pray, God, for transparency they might see to me through your son. But, Father, in case they stop at your service, please send your servant to a detour sign that I may show them the way to God. Because, God, this is absolutely nothing about me. This is completely all about you. And because this is completely all about you, and absolutely nothing about me, I pray that you think this moment is a challenge. I pray for conviction. Oh, God, I pray for spirit of change. Your people are challenged and convicted by your word. They will be changed by the same power of, your, of, of that same word. Let your spirit have the right of way. Please, God, accept all from my presenter in my sight, the Lord and my Redeemer. Let your Chicago continue to fill this temple. And God, please um, just let your will be done today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We're in a series called Daring Faith. Um, this is the last, this is the last one of the series. Um, first one we dealt with with what do you see? And then we talked about fearless faith. Then we talked about daring the dream. And last week we talked about the sin of good enough. Today, and our last one, daring to work together. Daring to work together. Um, here's, a, here's a quote I got. If you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. In order for us to, to do great things for God, we have to, as a family and the church, do it together. We can all run fast and we can all can, can do stuff individually. We cannot really be effective unless we come together. In Ecclesiastics chapter 4, you find out how we can misread our priorities if we don't come together. You see, book says, the Bible says this here, there is one alone without companion. He has neither son nor brother, yet there is no end to all his labor. For whom do I tall and deprive myself of good? This is all, oh no, there is no end to his labor, nor is his eyes satisfied with riches. But he never asks, for whom do I tall and deprive myself of good. This is also, this also is vanity and a grave misfortune. When you misread your priority, this is a story of Alona, who, Proverbs 27, 20 says, hell and destruction are never full, for the eyes of men are never satisfied. When you come to the point where you feel you can do it by yourself, and you need no one else. You can work, 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 work. Ma matter of fact, um, here's something I want to show you right quick in a quote. Never get so busy making a living that you forget to make a life. We, we can get so caught up in doing stuff, we forget life. The, the, the Talmud, in, in, the, in the Talmud it says, a man without a compassion is like a left hand without the right. Having so much stuff, being busy in life and being busy in doing things, but not understanding 
how you are to work together as, as, a, as a unit, as a family. We live in a society now where it's all about the individual. It's not about us, not about we, it's about me, myself, and I. And this person worked, 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 and found himself not having anything when he asked himself, why am I doing, what is the, what is the use of this working? Why am I working so hard? I have nothing to give, nothing to spare, nothing, there's nothing to, to show for besides stings. Genesis chapter 2, verse 18, God said, and, and, and he knew, but she said, and the Lord said, and Lord God said, it's not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper comparable to him. God knew, now, 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 it's not saying we weren't supposed to be married, anyone supposed to have a relationship, but what God is saying is that we should not be alone. We should have, we should be part of a unit, a community, or a family of believers. We should be part of, of something bigger than ourselves. But too many times society says, no, go alone. If, 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 if someone won't go with you, go by yourself. Turn, turn your Bibles with me to Isaiah 56. We got, no, we got to do a lot of, a lot of Bible turn today because, um, my computer broke down, and, and so I don't have stuff on the screen. So we're going to have to go old school. So we get your Bibles, okay? Isaiah 56, starting at verse 3. Because you might say, well, Pastor, you know, I, don't, I don't have any kids. or just never. Well, this can't relate to me. No, this can't relate to you. Because God says, see, it's about you coming a part of the family of God and the household of God. So in Isaiah 56, which is, which is, which is the chapters from verses 40 down to 53 are the, are the chapters on hope. And, and, and God moving us farther. So it says here, do not let the foreigner who commit themselves to the Lord. In other words, don't let the people who, who, who come to God saying, listen here, I have nothing, saying the Lord. The Lord has utterly separated me from his people. I mean, it, Lord, I, I'm here following you, and I, have no, and I have no hope. I have no one to go to. God says, don't let the foreigner. In other words, those who come to God, don't think because you come to God and you've left mother, father, and family, and friends that God's going to leave you by yourself. That's not the case. He says, nor the eunuch says, here, I love this, this, here I am a dry tree. A eunuch means you can't have children. And there was eunuchs who, who were captives in, in, in Babylon, and they made this, this strong man eunuchs where they couldn't reproduce children. And they felt, well, Lord, how does this apply to me? He said, I'm a, I'm a dry tree. But the Lord says, to the eunuch who keep my Sabbath, in other words, who keep my commandments, he said, and, hold, and, and choose to please what? Me. He says here, um, even to them, I will give my house. Even to them, I will give my house. He says, and choose to please, who choose to please me and commit their lives to me, I will give them within the walls of my house a memorial and a name far greater than sons and daughters could give. For the name I give them is an everlasting one. It will never this one says, never cut off. How many people have more brothers and sisters in church than they have outside of church? I mean, I'm an only child. Mama had one kid, me. Since I, get, since I became a believer, I got tons of brothers and sisters in Jesus' name. And aunties and uncles and, and, and everybody won't, won't be my mama in Jesus' name. <laughs> but now, if I wasn't part of the body of Christ, if I wasn't part of the family of God, I'd be limited. But because I'm part of the family of God and the body of Christ, I'm just not by myself. You've got to realize 
We have to magnify our possibilities. Look at the next text. Verse 10 says, verse 9 says, two are better than one. After he goes and tells them the folly of being by yourself, the preacher, which is historical, Ecclesiastes is written by Solomon, one of the wisest guys on the, on the planet to this day, still is. He goes and talks about how the folly of being by yourself is, is not good and how it's historical. But he shifts and says, well, here's, here's the better instruction. Two are better than one. Because they have a good reward for their what? Labor. When two are together, odds of success improve dramatically. They have a good reward for the, la- the labor. Here's, this is a quote I want to show you. It, it says here, growth is never by mere chance. It's the what? Go with me to First Samuel, chapter 14. Quick story about people facing incredible odds, but realizing if God be for us, who can be against us? Story of Jonathan and his armor bearer were going to fight a garrison. A garrison is a hundred. A garrison is a minimum of a hundred men. And it says here. Now, it happened on that day, Jonathan, the son of Saul, said to young men who bore his armor, Come, let us go over to the Philistines' garrison that's on the other side. But he did not tell his father. And Saul was sitting in the outskirts of Gideon under pomegranate tree, which is Miriam. The people were with him, about 600 men. Israel had a son of this guy and that guy and that guy and that guy. Go down to verse 6. There we go. Right? All the, I got the names all kind of, you know, the names, the names, the names. Okay. So, verse 6 says, Now, here's what it looks like. You got Jonathan and one person. Let's go see what the Philistine's doing. He says here, come, let's go to the garrison. Remember, let's go to the garrison of 100 men, at least uncircumcised. It may be that the Lord will what? But nothing restrains the Lord from what? Saving by what? Verse 7 says, now listen here, he's going up against at least a minimum of 100 men. Minimum of the garrison. He said, the armor said, do all that's in your what? Go there and here I am what? According to your heart. Jonathan could have took that garrison by himself. Now remember, when, on, 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 in the plains, they're fighting uphill, which is, which is bad strategically. But because they're, in u- they're, they're together in unity, because they're together in strength, they, they wind up beating the entire Philistine army and, and, and winning the battle. Because why? They're together. Because two are better than what? Have a lot better chance of getting things, a lot better chance of being successful. And what happened here, we too must realize that two are better than one. We together are way more better than by ourselves. And the problem that's happening to society right now is we always want to be biased, but we, always, we don't want to work together. We want to say, well, that's your job, that's your job, that's your job, that's your job. No, we got to learn to say, you know what, whatever's in your heart, let's come together because God might save through a few or by many. It doesn't matter. But whatever it is, though, let's work together because we want God to get all the glory. We want God to get all the blood. We want God to be glorified and magnified. Therefore, when we come together and do things according to God's word, we win. And the problem with today's church is this. Everybody, you know, everybody in society 
we, we have such an American understanding of, we have such a, we took, we've taken our American democracy and we stuffed that into our religion. And that's not how it is. I, I don't understand how you can, how, how in the world you can take a kingdom book. This is a kingdom book written about a king to his citizens and we find, and we put democracy in this book. You can't do it. You can't put, you can't have a kingdom book written for, written by a king to his citizens and then say, oh, by the way, vote on this, vote on this, vote on this. You have this way. No, no, no. In a kingdom, whatever the king says, that's what you do. There's no option as far as we want to do it this way. Jesus says, we got to go to the other side. Guys, get over there. What? No. Well, God, um, I don't want to go to Samaria today. Um, I don't want to do this. No. Whatever Jesus said, the disciples did. But somehow, we've taken Christianity and said, since I have my own free will, you do. Once you choose to be a part of it, you give your will up at that point. You are not part of the family of God, of the army of God. You are a soldier. Therefore, you must learn to follow the orders of what the Holy Spirit says and what God's leadership says. If not, you are not part of God's family. You are, part, you, you are your own person doing your own thing, and you are not aligning yourself with what God's word says. Because growth is never a mere chance. It's a result of what? What's working together. Look at society right now. We have over 3,000 different... You know we have we know you know we have over two hundred and ninety five different Baptists. Yeah, two hundred ninety five different Baptists and our Baptist groups. We've got a Seventh Day Adventist Baptist. We got a Primitive Baptist. We got a Ref- we got a Reformation Baptist. We got a Missionary Baptist. We got a Plano Baptist. We got a Saltwater. We got all kind of Baptist stuff. We got we got a, 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 a Primitive Minister. We, we just got a bunch of stuff. Southern Baptist, National Baptist. 295 different Baptists. We have over 3,000 different denominations all trying to say they love the same God. How in the world did a God with a unified book create so much confusion? Why? Because we live in a place that says it's more better about individuality than unity. The Bible says we have one faith, one Lord, and one baptism. But if it's coming together, we want to have our own little tribe. God says this here. He's the king of what? Kings. He acknowledged that there will be different kings, but he's still the king of what? Kings. There's what? Twelve tribes, but there's what? One Israel. And that one Israel serve what? One God. We got to learn to come together to do the vision of God that God can advance our ministry and advance our, our work for God to the higher level. We got to be we gotta be willing to work together. We got to be willing to say, you know what? It's not about me. It's a, it's a bigger cause. It's not about me. How can, how can I come together to do something that's so great, so amazing, that when I leave, I say, I left something worth celebrating. I've done a lot of funerals in my life, and the worst thing to do about a funeral is have a, have a person by there, and no one's in the crowd. That's a testimony of what they left back. They've got so much in making money, so much in doing this, they forgot to realize that in, doing, in making money and doing this, they left a void, caused no impact. Beloved, we can't move forward without working together. Also, we minimize our problems. We minimize our problems when we work together. Look at verse 10. It says here, for if, oh, this is cool. I love this. I, love, I found this picture. Isn't that funny? That's a problem, isn't it? That's the sign of the church. 
the church constantly wants to pull different directions. The church constantly wants to do things apart from each other when it's designed to roll forward. Let me tell you something. There are things in your life you may not like, you may not want to be a part of, but beloved, listen. You, you, you can't, it's hard to do things apart when God designed us to be together. And, 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 and this is, we don't have this verse, um, Brother Deacon Ball. In, in Genesis chapter 6, Chapter 11. Chapter 11. Verse 3. Now keep your Bibles up. Genesis, cha- Genesis chapter 11, verse 3. The text says, this is the Tower of Babel. Okay? It says, Then they said one to another, Come, let us make bricks and bake them thoroughly. They had brick for stone. They had asphalt for mortar. And they said, come, let us build ourselves a city. And a tower whose top is in the what? Heaven. Let us make a name for ourselves. Lest we be scattered abroad over the face of the whole earth. But the Lord. This is, this is what's called anthropomorphism. In other words, it's, it's, a, it's a human characteristic of, of, a, of a God, of God that gives a description of what, of what God may, may appear to be, but God doesn't have any human characteristics. So it's called anthropomorphism. He says, but the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the sons of men had built. Verse 6 is so important. And the Lord said, indeed, the people are what? There are many people but they what? Unified. But in the unification, it was against, it was coming against who? God. If the, if the issue was, God, we want to build this so we could be in love with you. We want to build this so we can, can grow with you. We want to build this tower so we can worship and be with you. But no, that was not the case. The case is, God, we want to build a tower and get to heaven to let you know, don't you ever do this to us again. Therefore, we're in charge and not you. He says here, and they have all one language. In other words, they, they, they have one, they, they one people, they're unified in language, not just in language in, in, in understanding each other, but also language in, in, in their vision and their purpose. He says, and this is what they begin to do. Oh, gosh, I don't have time to unpack that. He says, listen. This had to flood. Men would be would be would reproduce his Nimrod, who who who's the king at this time, was an amazing person. Matter of fact, Nimrod was so arrogant he had no sons. He felt he he was trying to find a way to live forever. So he felt that I don't have anyone bigger than me. So Nimrod said, I'm, I'm gonna build this great city, this great tower, I'm gonna go right up to God. So he started building this huge city and got the people together to come against God. 
and they were unified. They were together, and God says, he said, indeed, the people are what? One. They have one language, one purpose, one goal, one vision, one desire, one passion, he says. And this is what they begin to do. Instead of worshiping me, instead of praising God, instead of worshiping the God of Israel, the God of, uh, who, who provided for them, they said, no, we will come together and overthrow you. We're going to come together and show you how amazing we are because we are better than you. He says here, he said, the Lord said, nothing they purpose will be helping them. When you're together, God knows when the people of God are together, there is nothing a unified people cannot complete, not can accomplish together. Nothing. He even said, he said, and this is what they will do. Now, nothing that they what? Supposed to do will be withheld for them. God says unity. When there's unity, nothing can be withheld from a people who are united. So God said, I tell you what, let's come down and dare, and, and dare confuse their language. They may not understand each other's one speech. That's how language started. God said, because you don't want to glorify me and honor me. I'll bring you this unity. He made the different cultures and different unity because they forgot about God. And and look at our society. We're building towers and 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 jets and and, and we're gonna send us a, a probe to Mars. But we've lost God. I mean, think about this. I mean, I I, I, I keep I know it's close to our election. I gotta keep saying it. Our election. The, the election, the two candidates we have right now, are the exact representation of the sins of our culture. Two arrogant, narcissistic, me, myself, and I people are running for the presidency of the United States. The country that was for the people, uh, people a country that was built on us, on, on, on our individuality, on, on my will, and that's it. A country built on rebellion now has the two most rebellious people in the world running for president. Why? Because God says, if that's what you want, no problem. We've now gotten what we have sowed the seed for years and years and years. We have sowed the seed of, of, of distrust, disunity, disloyalty. We sowed the seed of individuality, and now we've got what we deserve. We've got two people who neither one of us want to vote for. It's been said, this is the worst election in the history of United because why? There's two candidates that nobody wants. Because why? America has built a seed of individuality, a seed of corruption, a seed of distrust, a seed of no values and morals, and now the fruit is coming. We gotta eat the fruit of the tree that we sow. Because why? We've not learned to work together in unity. We've not learned to work together in love and therefore God said, and guess what? Here what you got. And now we're coming to saying, what are we going to do? Well, we got to go back to God. We got to go back to God. We got to say, God, you know, it's, it's, it's not about us. It's what God, how, God, how do you be glorified? And the only way you can do that is the church has got to come together under a banner and say, God, we, you are a banner, you are a strength, and we'll follow you and you alone. A- anybody here uh, been, been in the military? Who's been in the military? Okay. In the military, when you put that uniform on, you are no longer an individual. 
you are a Marine, Navy, or an Army, period. You're part of the United States Army. You're part of the United States Navy. You're part of the United States Marine. You, you might be, there might be 400,000 Navy sailors, but they're part of the U.S. United States Navy. There might be 208,000 Marines. They're part of the United States Marines. There might be a million Army dogs, part of the United States Army. They're not mixed in. They're the Army, and they're called together the U.S. Armed Forces. But we come to church, and we are so divided, so disunited, say, well, I don't want to do this, and I don't want to do that. No, no, no. It's your calling. And when we learn to work together, we minimize our problems. Because the Bible says, listen, if one falls, we go back to the text. Go back to, go back to Ecclesiastes chapter 11, verse 10. It says, if they fall, one will lift up what? But woe to him is what? When he falls. For he has no one to help him up. When you are on your own and by yourself, you have nobody to come and support you. Look at this quote I got here. Figure that one out. What does that mean? <laughs> one, right? Exactly. All those numbers, one plus 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 one is legal what? One. That's it. We're doing all these individual things. At the end of life, we still got what? Look at this. Look what Henry Ford says. Coming together is a beginning. Keeping together is a what? Working together is what? That's Daring to work together. Can we as a family work together to change this community for Jesus Christ? Can you go out and tell someone about a God that changed your life? Can you go and tell some people about a God that 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 changed that changed everything about you? Made you better. Here's the question. Do you serve a God worth glorifying? Has God did anything for you worth telling somebody else about? I mean, wherever you, wherever you may find yourself, has God did anything for you right now worth telling somebody, you know what, I've been where you've been, and I know a God who helped me get through all of that stuff because why? I trusted God's word. We learn in our lives that we're supposed to be strong by ourselves. But we're stronger together because we maximize our potential. Nehemiah, go with me to Nehemiah chapter 4. Nehemiah's in, in, in the middle. You got to go past Psalms. Right, right before Psalms. Right, Nehemiah's right before Psalms, right? So get to, go past Psalms. You pass, you got to go back. You got to back up a little bit. It's Nehemiah, Esther. Okay, so you got to get close to that. You find it. So Nehemiah chapter 4. Now, we're going to go right down about verse. Verse 6 says something that's very pregnant. The text says, 
and ver- I want you to go, I want to talk about verse 14, but verse 6 says, so we built the wall, and the entire wall was joined together up to half its height. For the people had a what? Do you really want to see El Cajon come? I mean, I mean, I'm serious. As you get get out of here, I'm, I'm just this this again. My computer broke down. It's, I, I mean, nothing works. Damn, nothing. I mean, my big one broke down. My little one messed up. I'm like, oh my god, I gotta sleep tomorrow. And, and nothing, cause I, I was with a conference, and I got back, so I ran into it's off. Then my house was flooded. I mean, this this is a bad. So I got back and got all my books together and just kind of I, I had this had this done like on Wednesday, cause you know I was leaving, so I had to, so I had to the skeleton made, but I didn't but I didn't get a chance to put the the oomph to it. You know, and I give y'all all the the fancy stuff and whatnot. And so I had to get I had all my books out there. I said, man, this is old school. And 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 and. and and, and, but I got I got to teach the people what God says, and, and and I got this book, that book, this book, and all these books around me, trying to figure out how to teach y'all this word because it, it, it's down inside me. Because you know why? We gotta win this thing. And here's the issue: if we don't today, today, um, your boy Rick Warren is opening up today. Rick Warren last week baptizes 40, 45,000 person last week. Yeah, 45,000 in 20 years, I think. Crazy. But I got a meeting yesterday, and someone said, oh, we, we trying we, we try to do this, this thing called a year of hope and be, and be unified together as, as, the, as the body of Christ and do this thing called a year of hope that, that Rick's producing. And, and he has some great, I mean, the guy, he's a genius. I mean, so he's working together. We're going to come together. And someone said at the meeting, huh, we do this here, we're going to become little bitty saddlebacks all around the country. Benjamin, I said, you ain't baptized five in a year. Rick baptized 45,020. I'd be a little saddled back to baptize 45,000 people in a minute. But see, individuality, my own little world, my own little thing, Miss me, my, this series here, Daring Faith, how many of y'all, how many of y'all are, are, are in life groups? Okay, I'm not on one video. Not one. Guess what? The servant outlines are from him, but guess what? They all me. I that ain't. Listen, Rick has a good Bible study to put y'all together, but y'all my people. So therefore, God says you teach them this way, follow the same flow. But these yopo because Rick and Orange County don't know what y'all need here. So y'all come together in the Bible study and learn together in the group. But when it comes here for the inspired word of God, preacher, the one I set up over them. You give them that, and so I take the, what, he, what his theme, and I put me into it. Because I, I'm not a very good topical preacher. I don't like just getting topic and kind of, I need, I need a Bible verse to go through and, <laughs> and walk through line by line. That's how I'm wired. Now, I'm, I'm got, I got his stuff, but I can't, put, I can't put me, I can't put a square in a circle. So I, take, so I take the spirit of it and pray to God, God, in the spirit of they're in faith. What do my people need that we can grow to God's glory? And guess what? Y'all being blessed. I can say, well, since I ain't been it, I ain't started, I ain't going to do it. You know, who do you think he is? <laughs> it's changing people's lives. Why would you not want to be part? 
There's something called God's judge. Everybody can't be a gentleman. There's, there's not a whole lot in the, in the, there's, we got one, in, we got what, two in the Marine Corps, maybe? Two, three, you got one commandant. That's it. You got one um, commander, right, 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 Brother Frank? What, what's, what's the highest guy in the Navy, the rank, his rank? He's a com- commodore, what is it? He's a big one. Ain't 15, it's one. There's only one five-star general. You have a bunch of guys on the but there's only one top dog. Because everyone can't, you can't, a private can't be a general. A seaman can't be the commander. And a boot showing up can't be commandant of the Marine Corps. Because why? They're not wired that way. Here's the problem with America. Here's the problem with what's been pushing through our hearts. Now listen here. I'm, okay, we have one, two, we got five people who, how many people have served, served our country? Served, I'm giving further credit. Okay, okay, one, two, three, four, five. Okay, so only five of us, only five of y'all could be upset with what I'm saying. We only want to actually serve our country and, and, and fought in foreign wars and, and, and been out there. So every time I hear people talking about how, how patriotic I say, you pay so patriotic, how can you, how can you enlist? Only one who can really say something about being patriotic or putting life online, those who said, I did Sami Square, the whole, we did that. I, I did that. So what I'm saying is this here, I, 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 I'm a disabled veteran. I got hurt for, for, for serving y'all. I walked the fence line of Guantanamo Bay. I've seen guys get shot. I sent hundreds of troops out there to get killed in, our, in, 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 in Desert Storm. As a general I've seen that. So I can tell you that I'm saying it because I'm an American citizen, but guess what? This is not my home. I am an ambassador of heaven. I, I, I have a kingdom agenda because of why? I serve a kingdom God. And once I said, Lord, I accept you as my savior, I left here and became a citizen of heaven. And what happened here in our, in our culture is we become so individual, individualistic, and it's all about us, we forget to realize that we can't do nothing of ourselves. And because we want to be so individual, so it's me, it's me, it's me, we forgot to weep. You turn the M upside down, and me becomes a what? No matter how you turn an E, it's going to still be an E. <laughs> you turn an M upside down, it's a we. It's a new season. I, take, I want you to have to take an M and flip it. Because until we become a we, we're not going to change anything. Until we decide to become better together, we're not going to change anything. Look, 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 look. Look, look what he says, he says here. He says, I looked, to the no- I looked across and said to nobles, to the leaders. Remember now, Nehemiah, uh, Nehemiah here's, here's what's important. Nehemiah is not a preacher, not a deacon, but a layperson who God has appointed to be a leader for this assignment. He says here, do not be afraid. Remember what? The Lord. <laughs> Great and what? And fight for your what? Your sons, your daughters, your wives, and your. And it happened. When our enemies heard that we, it was known to us that God had what? Fought for nothing. 
The Lord must return to the wall. It wouldn't have worked. So it was from that time on that half of my servants worked at what? Construction. Had spears. The bows and war armor. And the leaves were behind all the houses to the house of praise. Those who built the wall and those who carried burdens and loaded themselves so that with one hand they what? The other hand they what? Every one of the builds had his sword girded at his side as he built. And one who sounded and, 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 and the one who sounded the trumpet was what? And then said the nobles, the rulers, and the rest of the people, the work is great and what? And we are separated far from one another on the wall. Whenever you hear the what? Rally to us there. Our God. Listen. God is sounding the trumpet. And he's trying to get his church to come together. If we don't come together, I got a quote, I got a quick quote, a, a quote. Next one. Again, if two lie down together, they'll keep warm. How can they be warm alone? The one may be overpowered by another. Two can withstand him. And a what? And this this took us out. This is and I'm I'm done. There will be what? There will be what? There will be what? But but negates all the rest. But with what? There are in, in, you can go back, you can go home and study this on your own. Exodus 17 and 12. The children of Israel will fight against the, Am the Amalekites. They were always fighting against the Amalekites. Amal you, know why, you know why they're fighting against the Amalekites? The Amalekites represents the spirit of your past. How much of you realize that sometimes our past is what always keeps us behind our head? And until you learn to destroy your, 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 your backward thinking, you will never, ever, ever be victorious. You have got to learn to kill the Amalekites of your mind. So here's, here's what happened. Joseph is fighting down in, in the valley. And Moses is the man, he's the appointed leader of the time. He's God's anointed and appointed and has an assignment to be the leader of, the, of this million people. And his hands were up. And people were watching the leader. And they noticed when his hands came down, we were losing. You have to be careful and to watch the team. Not only am I watching you, but you should also be watching what? Let's see. Is, is Pastor's arms getting heavy? Is he getting weary? Because if his, when his hands are up, we're winning. And, and, and we're doing great. If his hands come down, we're going to lose. And we can't, we can't afford to have Pastor's hands come down because why? Together we win. And someone watched that. And they say, hey. Here now, they got lazy. Okay, I don't want to get involved. Let's go put a stone on the pastor. Put a stone on him. See, good intentions, but no partnership. 
help, I, Pastor, I, I want to go. Here's some money. Here's here. I pray for you. Okay, you send me stuff, give me, but no partnership. And then Aaron and what? Hold his hand. One on what? And one on what? And his hands were what? Most of our victories cannot become victories until we partner together. A threefold cord is what? How many seasons are we daring to go through? We need your support. I'm not trying to build a church for me. I got 19 years to go and I'm out. I'm out. I'm gone from pastoring. I'm not, I'm not going to die a pastor like if God allows. I'm going to do 70 years and I'm out. I'm going to hand it off to somebody to keep running. I'm on my last quarter. I want to go for it. I want to leave something back here worth saying, wow. Because I realize right now, we can't, I can't do this by myself. Don't you want to be a part of something bigger than you? That says, I was there when, they, when we first got started. I was there when it was like, that's a handful. And now we got schools and, and a gymnasium and, and a health care. We got all kinds because why? I was there when they said, you're going to die. You're going to fall apart. But we start together. We became one. We gave up ourselves, our time, our treasure, our talents. On the one banner, on the one vision of having new seasons of saying, it's necessarily a church. Trying to change this community for God. I can't do it alone. In our, daring, in our last daring faith sermon, I'm daring you. Come together. Let's die to our agendas. Let's die to ourselves. And put it all in our support. Because everyone we don't change eventually will change us. I don't got to worry about new laws. Change the people in, 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 in the laws now, and then they'll change the laws. I don't worry about the Supreme Court. Get the Supreme Court saved, and then they'll change the verdict of the Supreme Court. According to the Bible, the Bible says, with God's hand, he holds the king's heart. He can move any way he wants to. How about we become a people that glorifies God and leave the rest up to God? By getting people to know who Jesus is. I need you together to come together, to get together and say, you know what? Let's do it to the glory of God. Because guess what? At the end of the day, when I die, and we all die, there'll be no U-Haul at our funeral. But the lives and the impacts that we've had together will be here forever. I'm asking you today. I'm daring you to have faith that we can work together. Pray, Father God, thank you for these people. Thank you for your word. God, I'm daring this church. I'm daring this church. I'm daring this church. Work together. Give our time, our talent, our treasure, our tithes. We need to be faithfully giving to the community so we can do things like we called us to do. Because it's not about an individual. It's about a king who's high and lifted up. 
help of God. God will wash away. Luke 9, 23. Die daily. And take up our cross and follow him that we might together be breaking to you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Love you guys. See you Wednesday. See you Wednesday. Blessings.